maniacal music musings or today i feel like i should be saying maniacal comedy musers but yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see i'm your host jeremy as always i have my blue balls intact but still i'm freaking awesome i i just ate a big bowl of some cincinnati chili best chili in the world yeah and more and more or gold star I say, uh, yeah. I had more I wish I married a wealthy woman, but with dead parents, of course. I know I'm the joy of your world, Chancy. But let me introduce my co-host, aka Cousin Ray over here. He talks like a car salesman when he's cheating in Columbus or when he survived that plane crash in 10 days in Los Angeles. Oh, lordy, those LAers t- tore him apart. He calls me Thunderdick, but I told him to stop talking or he'll be running out of jelly soon. He's a salvation barmy who will tell you a hand job is a man's job, but a blow job is your job. He can't get in the toilet bowl, so I don't know how he finds his girl's hole. Chancy motherfucking grife. Hi. <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun right now. I had so much fun right now when I'm telling you. <laughs> Dropping the lyrics. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, every, every time. That's how I write these intros to, to make it inclusive and that's right folks the voice you've been hearing this whole time is our guest for this episode and this guest has been six months in the working i mean swear to god i've been emailing back for six months trying to get this working out for all of us and it finally happened and i am so excited about it ladies and gentlemen sadia carone stand-up comedian stand-up comedian ted talker and so much more but we're focusing on the comedy part tonight i believe so welcome sadia to the show Thank you, and forgive me for interrupting. As a Cincinnati native, you can't just drop I had a bowl of chili without specifying Skyline or Gold Star. So forgive me uh, for interrupting, but I, I got to know where, where you sit on that. I don't know the difference. As a East Coaster, I eat Boston chili, which just has a shitload of beans. So, yeah. But, okay. Um, okay. And, I, and, you know, I was going off a certain bit that we'll be talking about in a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> a bit I've been hearing for 20 years. That's freaking hilarious. But <laughs> we are, that's right, folks. We got a stand-up comedian again for the second time this week, but we're actually doing, we're not doing musical albums this week. 
per se. We are doing, well, okay, they are music albums still, at least a couple of them, but we're doing comedy albums, and we've teased about doing this episode for a long time, and it's finally come. I am so happy because I, I love stand-up comedy, have for a long time, and I'm just happy we finally get to do some honor some great comedians, including our guest. Yeah. Including our including our guest, which we're gonna talk about her work, her her we'll talk about her work in a minute, but why don't you tell us first things first, Sadia? How'd you get started in stand-up comedy? You know, it's such a crazy story. Like comedy's either the easiest thing in the world or the most difficult thing in the world. And people have been telling me that I'm hilarious for as long as I can remember. But unlike being a doctor, a lawyer, or an accountant where the path is clear, to get involved in stand-up, you kind of have to know somebody. So one day back in New York, I had some boring temp job at a convention, and I kept making my coworker crack up with my sadianess. And he looks at me, and he's like, you should do stand-up. And I literally went nuts on this guy. I was like, God damn it. Everyone keeps telling me I should do stand up. Where do you go? Where do you start? How do you do it? And he was like, okay, calm down. I'm an actual <laughs> stand up comedian. I'm going to comp you into my show and I'm going to help you get started. So I went and I saw his show and he was good. But at the same time, I was like, I can do this. And he's like, yeah, you can do this. So he sent me to this place called Gotham, where it's literally 250 comics. And you pull a number out of a hat, and that's your number. And I was like 183. So I sat through a lot of comedy. And I got up, and he had warned me, no one's going to laugh, Sadia. Comics are jaded, and they're basically assholes. But I don't know what I did. I made the whole room laugh. And he said, you do not understand how good you are. I said, apparently not. He's like, just keep at it. It's going to work out for you. So that that's the story. Well, I mean, hell, people tell you to do something. Sometimes you got to listen because they're right. I mean, people told me I should be a porn star. I still didn't listen. And what the fuck? I could have been rich by now. But, but uh, well, let's start off the show the same way we always do. What album did you want to bring, Sadia? And I mean, I know the answer, but why do you want to bring this one? <laughs> I brought my comedy album, The Total Dick Experience, because why not, right? Self-promotion is a good thing. Welcome to the number one hit comedy club. Up next, Sadia. Dicks, dicks, lots of different dicks. Some are short, some are thick. Some are teeny tiny, but don't get whiny. Dicks, dicks. Lots of different dicks. Some are long, some are strong, some are curvy, and some are straight. Some might be gay, but that's a song for another day. Dicks, dicks, lots of different dicks. Some are short, some are thick, but no matter what dick God gave to And a mouth, so use them too. Of course, it is. I self promote shamelessly on multiple shows. <laughs> so, and folks, uh, let me just tell you, you're in for a treat here. And what's going on to Miss Beautiful Harley? Glad to have you watching. And I gotta say, well, actually, you know what? Chancey, I'll let you 
Whoa, Chansey dropped, but okay, Chansey will be back in a second, I'm sure. He probably was just having some technical difficulties. But I will give my review, because I didn't know what to expect going to this album. I wanted to go into it fresh, so I wasn't listening to any other material or anything, because I just wanted to go into this one fresh. And I freaking loved it. Like, I thought it was... For some, I love dirty humor, so this your album to me was freaking hilarious. And I even I even wrote I even messaged Chan I even messaged Chancy, and I was like, you know, she kind of reminds me of uh, Garfunkel and Oates, like a, a one woman Garfunkel and Oates. Yep, yep. Thank you, huge compliment. Thank you. Uh, which I was a huge fan of their show that was on in the last decade, at some point I forget when the hell it was, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's my kind of comedy. Anything that's dick comedy, I'm freaking down for. Making fun of, make, make it, and usually, usually dick comedy means making fun of dicks. So I am totally always down for that. And it's it was hilarious. I was literally seeing my desk at work, dying laughing with my headphones on, like just dying laughing because it's just like, oh my god, this is hilarious. And I'm like, I'm so and I, I, and I know guys who can basically be related to based on everything that you say. So it works out perfectly. I mean, I could picture it all so easily. But uh, now that my fearless co-host is back in his red room, which I'm guessing the power's back on, but yeah, it's, it booted me when my router kicked on. Fucking ah, okay. Well, at least the power's back on, buddy. You're back in the red room like always. What did you think of Sadia's album? I'm dying to hear. Uh, you know, honestly, this isn't necessarily a slight by any means. If your stand-up comedy gig doesn't work, you could definitely make a living selling it at Guantanamo Bay for the enhanced interrogation techniques. It was torture? Is that what you're saying? Dude, I was listening to this thing in preparation for the show and I and I was playing I play video games when I do the when I do the listens. I got a buddy who actually found me that I have to bring their album now. So I was playing this game with him and we're playing with that. And he's like, he's like, Chancy, I can hear the pain in your voice. I can hear the pain in your voice. And oh, my God, he left. <laughs> well, it's not for everyone. I mean, nothing oh, no, is. no, I, it's not. It's not about whether or not. It, like, honestly, I, I actually thought that there was two of them that were pretty solid because like. Okay. Like, it's not that I hated it or anything. It's just that as no exposure time whatsoever, I'm just literally playing on a live mic in a lobby and everybody's listening to what I'm listening to. So so they're all just stuck like Chuck in the back of the truck because I'm running the fucking radio and I fucking, you know, and I, I was thinking that I was like, that's going to be a good joke. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? If this doesn't work. Then you know what? She can make money selling it to the government for fucking enhanced interrogations at Guantanamo Bay. Fucking. <laughs> well, I, like, I mean, yeah. I, was, I was like, fuck it. Take a run at the comic. It's funny. Everybody laughed. Jeremy even yeah. walked away. Uh, no, uh, Jer Jeremy had to go spit up some damn mucus because he's just his throat <laughs> sick of shit. But, um, uh,. <laughs> And uh, it's funny, Chancey. There's another Guantanamo Bay joke coming up tonight at some point. But, and, yeah. And, yes, Harley, self-promote all you want. <laughs> Folks, go check out The Asylum with Harley, Lisa, and now Jeremy tomorrow night. You forgot that third part, but thank you. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, well, damn, Chancey. You and your damn blue balls, bro. But I got to... 
Casey, take care of your... I thought that shit was good. It was good, but t- take care of your man, Casey. He needs to get those blue balls drained, apparently. But I, I, I loved it. I, I personally loved it. It's my kind of humor. I like, I like humor that makes fun of men, even though I'm a man, because I'm not a impotent man who thinks that who can't take a joke. So if if you want to make fun of my rate, my gender, my race all the time, I'm down for that. So, but Sadi, I got here. What are your favorite tracks off your album? What are your top five off your own album? And I kind of want to hear the stories behind some of these while you're doing it, kind of. <laughs> okay, well, on my Instagram, you probably see the song Dicks constantly. That's how I end my comedy sets. That's the first song that I wrote, and it's the one that I actually play guitar on, which is the baby guitar, my six chords. I wrote that song because I came home from an open mic night, and I heard probably 40 guys talking about their dicks. And I was just like, oh, my God. You know, some people think I'm reasonably cute. What can I do as a public service to tell these fucked up, pathetic men a girl's perspective? And I wrote the song, I think, in like 90 seconds. Dicks, dicks, there's lots of different dicks. Some are short, some are thick. Some are teeny tiny, but don't get whiny. Dicks, dicks, there's lots of different dicks. Some are long and some are strong. Some are curvy and some are straight. I just wrote the whole thing. It was an instant hit. So I hosted uh, the open mic the next week, debuted my song. Everybody went nuts. And a friend told me to go to a music open mic at the Virgin. I sang it there and everybody went nuts. People were like, where can I buy that song? I must have that song. And so I got up on the mic and I was like, um, I need a producer and a recording studio and I don't know what to do. Help me, help me. So some guy came up to me and said, oh, call my friend. So I called the friend and I sang the song. Well, the friend uh, produced Imagine Dragons and The Killers here in Vegas. And he loved the song. I just sang it for him. He was going to work with me for free, but his studio musicians are $250 an hour each. So that wasn't going to work. So he sent me to his Grammy award-winning friend, David Doran, who's just crazy enough to want to work with me. And, uh, you know, I paid for the album. David went above and beyond. He did the cover art. He won a Grammy and I didn't. So I was like, Oh, thank you, sir. Okay. (laughs) And, um, that's him actually taking a whiz on Tulsa Bowl. It's the piss heard around the world because I have friends in Australia and South America that have heard it. Uh, my favorite, if I had to pick just one, though, for me, it would be your boner's not my problem. I Yeah, I mean, I could see that. And uh, apparently Holly was taking a drink almost when she, uh, and she almost did a spit take when you start singing the song. So that's perfect. <laughs> love it. Love it. But, uh I, I see. I knew. I know the song, folks. So I, it didn't take me by surprise. I sat here and smiled because I love that song. But I think yeah. that's the most feminist song. It and is. That, that it, really happened. So I mentioned the Virgin Hotel, right? My single dropped, and I'm the kind of girl who never really thought I would have an album or be dropping singles, you know. So I went to the sluttiest store in Vegas and bought this gorgeous see-through sequined thing that you wear a bikini under, you know, to be modest. And I went to the Virgin and I was going to debut my album. And the host, he's a douche, he literally said, hey, Saudi, a nice dress. I'm starting the night off with a boner. And I was like, ew. So I went and told my producer what happened. And he's like, we're going to recreate that moment. And you're going to go sing the song at the Virgin. And so I went home that night and I wrote, oh, your boner's not my problem and it's no friend of mine. And I did go back to the Virgin 
and I sang it and I got banned. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the macho, talk about the macho, machoistic world fucking striking again, but God, God forbid someone tells you they don't care about your boner. I mean, yes, I've been told that before to myself personally, but I mean, it's a man thing to go through that at some point in life. And Harley, you can find this album on Spotify under Sadia Music. That's where you can find this album, Told the Experience. It's freaking hilarious. I was sharing it around to all the podcast chats I'm in yesterday. I'm like, you guys got to hear this album. You got to hear this album. <laughs> like, so some, of the women favorite... I, some, some, of the, some of the women I know, are, I'm, I'm going to be like, you're going to love it. You're going to fucking love it. Oh, brought totally. So my favorite line in that song, whoops, sorry, headphone, is... um. Uh, what is it? Uh, so what if you whacked off last night while thinking of me doesn't make a contract between us legally? Because I remember being in junior high and these, it's always the crusty ones, right? Some crusty guy would come up to me like, hey, Sadia, I was whacking off to you last night. I'm like, okay, ew. And that doesn't, no, A, doesn't make me happy, doesn't give you any rights to me. What you do is is you know you go do you just don't tell me about it i don't care so uh yeah i think a lot of women will relate to that song and i hope it becomes the me too anthem uh i i totally agree it should be and i mean <laughs> and damn i mean different times because when i was in middle school if i went and told the girl i whacked off to her i'd probably be saying the principal's office about 10 minutes later about to get suspended but <laughs> different, times, different, different times different times but uh well for your album I would easily rank them all because they were all freaking hilarious. And my my honorable mention was for the poll because I don't, I don't know why it just was. Um, but if you can't hit the bowl, how can you? How are you going to find a girl's hole like that? That's the best line ever. That's the best line ever. I mean, size difference alone. If you can't if you can't get your shit in the big hole, how are you gonna get how are you gonna get in the small hole? Come on. Oh, hopefully it's a small hole for your sake. But I mean, come on. So, well, okay. So the story behind that song is is pretty interesting. So, um, Dix was the first one. Dix, Dix, lots of different dicks. Some are short, some are thick. So one of the guy comics who was my friend. There are these two guys, and they're great, and they were my friends. One of them comes up to me, and he's like, Sadia, don't take this the wrong way. But I was taking a leak the other day, and your song, Dicks, has a really good beat. Why don't you write a song reminding men of all the steps they need to take when they take a leak? And I was like, look, man, born a woman, staying a woman. I might have seen a dick or two in my day, but I've never, you know, peed with one. You're going to have to give me intel. And he said, sure. And I said, but whatever you give me, I'm using and I'm not giving you any credit. He's like, that's fine. I don't care. Just write the song. I'm like, okay, so you're giving this to me for free to work my magic on it to make a song. And he's like, yeah. So a couple different guys contributed different pieces. And um, he just made stuff up off the top of his head. That's why he doesn't care about it. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Use it. I don't care. He came up with that line and I was like, no. And he said, yes. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. And he said, just do it. And I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'll just do it. And then I went home and I had this like Liza Minnelli kind of cabaret vibe. Don't be a clown. Put the seat down. It's the gentlemanly thing to do. Don't be a clown. Put the seat down. All the ladies will appreciate you. Which I I, I I honestly feel that should be like uh, one of those written 
stenography things over a toilet bowl in people's bathrooms. But <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping to get it licensed. I'm hoping to get the song licensed in like strip clubs or casinos. I mean, I don't want kids hearing the lyrics, obviously. So that's why obviously. I would want it to be a strictly 21 and over kind of sitch. But yeah, I think that would be a great song to play in the men's bathroom. Along with your boner's yeah. not my problem. You know, in case the guy's yeah. taking a 20 minute dump, he needs to hear that. Well, I mean, personally, uh, that that's funny because that's actually my number five song was "Your Boner's Not My Problem." <laughs> number four was "Dicks." See, all the songs, all the songs we talked about so far are in the lower ranks of my songs. Number three was "Dickcoin slash NFT" because that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> women should women should do that with unsolicited dick pics, make money off them at least, or something. Come on now, but. Number two was Blue Balls, because I appreciate a good joke about Blue Balls, because I've been hearing those for 30 years, and those are good jokes. And, and number one is... In, a, oh, in the ahead. style of the blues. I, I was very it adamant. It's a 12-bar blues, and I don't know what that means, but I told my, my producer, it has to be a blues song, because that's clever. So I wrote it, and he, you know, blued it up. Yeah, which it worked. It worked. And my number one, of course, was When the Dick is Good, because, I mean... <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but that is something I know about. So that one I found particularly oh, hilarious. And... Sorry, hang on. <laughs> I was laughing too hard. I laughed so hard I knocked out my headphones. These are new headphones. I'm not used to them. Okay. Not the time. I, not the first time I knocked out girl from her making her laugh too hard. But uh, different weird stories there. But yeah, so those are my top five. I mean, I enjoyed the fuck out of the CD. I personally. I, I would have put in all my I would have them all my life list on Spotify, but I played that with my kids are in the car and I can't do that. Oh, so... yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely but... not for kids. No kids. No kids. No, no, no. But I'm definitely gonna make my I'm definitely gonna make my wife listen to it sometime. But uh <laughs> Chanty, what were your top five for Sadia C D, good sir? So uh the honorable mention for number six is uh Dicks. Uh, number five is your boner's not my problem. Uh, number four is toilet bowl. Uh, number three is blue balls. Uh, number two is when the dick is good. And uh, number one is uh, dick coin NFT. <laughs> you like that because, one? Because, albeit fucking extortion, it's still a great idea. I mean, it technically, it, it's it's blackmail and extortion because you're like, hey, you didn't say like it's also illegal for them to send an you know unsolicited dick pic, but it's like a bit more illegal to mint it and then threaten to sell it unless you pay X amount of ransom for your for your PP pick. Well, okay, but hold but, on. Hold up. If you send it to me unsolicited, you have no expectation of privacy. If you're just sending your dick pic to random girls, I believe that negates your expectation of privacy. So It's I not thought, about the expectation of privacy. It's the act of monetizing it and the threat of publication without payment. Well, no. Um, so uh, the, the story came from a girl that I read about on the Internet who did that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. So I talked about it with some of my female friends. It's like, you know, I'm going to write a song about that. So in the song, right, some idiot sent me a pic of his pee-pee. Gosh, 
I thought he wanted the whole world to see. Hey, man, I'm doing you a favor. I'm going to mint it as an NFT so all the girls can see it. Oh, wait, what? You want to buy it from me? Well, that dick pic just might be the most glorious pic I've ever seen. Like, I don't know. Um, it's already up in my store. I guess you could buy it for $10,000 and then no one else will ever get to see it. Gosh, I, mean, I, I see both sides of it, but I think I still think it's hilarious. But I mean, <laughs> out, outside I, of that, outside of that whole like that element of it all, it's still funny. It's just I can't believe that that actually based around a true story that didn't have a negative outcome for the for the seller. Because well, it's supposed to be a I, deterrent. I don't I, agree I, with the the premise of unsolicited picks in any capacity at all. Like I'm I'm all about that idea. It's just it sucks because yeah, it's a great premise as far as like this is what we should do. We just fucking can't because the fucking damn the man and they got us all held down with these laws and shit. Well, my goal is for guys to hear that song and then maybe send less dick pics. It's you not going to change it. It will never that will never change a thing. But you know what? Honestly, I can't think of many women that have seen a dick pic and been like, oh, my God, take me now. I mean, that's also in the song. Like, we, we got to kind of get to know you. They're not inherently very beautiful. If you like, no, you got to kind of get the rose colored glasses. And you're like, oh, it's so adorable. And if it's already made you happy, then, you know, game over because the dick is good. It can do no wrong. But in general, <laughs> just sending me a photo from some idiot I don't know. Like, are you in shape? Do you brush your teeth? Do you have hair? Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I never understood that premise either. It's like fucking. I, I honestly, like, I'm. I, that's not my thing. Like, I don't. I, I even oh. when I'm asked, even when I'm asked to, I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. I mean, well, okay. It. I I just thought of something, and I don't even need credit for this if you do do it, but. You should make a song called Why Is There Hair Down There But None Up There? Ooh. I like that. I just that. saw that. I just saw that. I don't, I don't even need credit for it. I mean, if you want to give me credit for it, I fucking love it. But uh, I don't even need credit for it. I would just, I would laugh, I would laugh hard enough just hearing it be a song, actually. So. Okay, well, but, I just took a but, screenshot. So, um, no. Yeah, yeah, credit if you want it. Yeah, I mean, my, my, when my friends gave me the Tollable song, we were very clear. This is a gift to you. Write the song. I don't want any credit, but if you want it, I will give you credit. Oh, I'll definitely take credit for something like that. I mean, I'm a dirty motherfucker. Okay, sure. and everybody knows that. So, <laughs> but, sure. sure. So I have new credit. songs. Guys, I, I have say, new just, songs. Just, just credit the show. Just credit the show. Oh, that works too. That works too. Okay, sure. Can't, sure. Trying, to, trying, so, to, trying to share my I'm trying to share my credit, motherfucker. Man, I have a fuck new that. song. It gets us out there. Oh yeah, it new does. songs. I uh, have one called Feet Guys. That's not on the album. <sighs> I have one called My Flower. Oh, and, I have, and then I have a brand new one called I Think I Blew It. And yes, it's about that. I assume. So another idea for a song that you could do is fucking so, is one about Bob's and Vaganas. I don't know what that is. Really? You've never been hit up by one of them rando like bots that wants to show me a picture of your Bob's. Let me see your Vagana. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about, Chancy. I know yeah, what you're talking about. I was about. gonna say, I was gonna say, you know goddamn well what I'm talking. What the fuck is that? Did somebody oh. break into the Batcave? No. Damn it! it. My Batcave. 
it'll turn okay. off in a minute. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, but uh, but for real though, like you know, because there's always those you know those uh, the overseas bot uh, bot profiles oh. that are always like you are so very beautiful. Show me your bobs. Oh, because they can't spell. Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well. <sighs> Since me and Chancey got to thoroughly enjoy Saudi's album, I guess I'll we'll talk about my album next. Since I was gonna let Chancey go first, but he dropped off right at that moment. So I guess, and I guess it's good to have a break between the two somewhat similar album musically styles. So the musical albums, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, if we're doing a comedy album episode, I had to bring there's there was like two albums I was choosing between from the beginning, and I was like, eh, eh. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with the album from the guy that I have seen actually live. And that was actually recent. But um, I wish I saw him back in 2003 when this album came out. But I saw him on TV enough back then. Because I had to bring Ron White's Drunk in Public, which is one of the best freaking albums of all time. He's amazing. I, mean, uh, I got thrown out of a bar in New York City. Now, when I say I got thrown out of a bar... I don't mean somebody asked me to leave and we walked to the door together and I said, bye everybody, I gotta go. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a Frisbee. Those big old New York bouncers that think bouncing is a cool job to have, they, they just think about bouncing. They hang out with other bouncers talking about bouncing. They go home every night, watch Roadhouse and fondle themselves. I, I see. I saw Ron White live. I think back in 2019, right before COVID. So, and it was right. He released a Netflix special right around the same time with all the same jokes, basically a couple extras on that Netflix special, but and, and a couple different ones on stage as well. But I mean, it was just funny. I mean, it was a, it was a it, it was a hilarious freaking moment to see him live finally after watching him for a decade on blue collar comedy TV of every kind in the two, early 2000s. Yep. So. Seeing him live was amazing. The cigar, the whiskey in hand, you gotta fucking love him. He is a true yeah. man's he's a true man's man. And his comedy never gets old. It's always funny. I literally I had people ask me while I was listening to it at work, because I'm when I'm listening to his album at work, I'm just literally like cackling out loud at how before the jokes even come, because I know what the jokes are gonna be. But before right. they even come, I'm just dying laughing. But because you know it's coming, yeah. So yeah, I I had to bring Ron White's Drunken Public because it's one of the best comedy albums in the world, in my opinion. Excellent. And apparently, Sadia, let's hear what you think about Ron White's Drunken Public because I'm guessing I already know based on your reactions. But he's a great comic. Um, I give it a total thumbs up. Uh, he's somebody that I admire. I'm more of a Weird Al Yankovic kind of girl personally. Uh, if I had to choose like my top top, but no, he's a solid comic, very good guy, very, very funny. He definitely has the comedy what gene? You know, he got hit by the comedy stick, I guess. Uh, he's so funny. He finds comedy in everyday situations. And I remember where he was talking about his wife, like she was his interior decorator, right? And then he ended up marrying her. Like he's just a good guy. Excellent recommendation. I've supported wholeheartedly. There's a joke there about him being about uh, her being his interior decorator and then him in decorating her interiors. But um, there's a joke there. But <laughs> I told you I'm a dirty motherfucker. But uh, Ch Chancy, what did you think of Mr. Ron White's drunken public? I mean, 
Ron White's good. I've I've never had any problems with his comedy. It's always been really good stuff. So I mean, it was kind of a, I, when you listed this as your album choice, I was like, oh well, this is a gimme. Okay, whatever, fair enough. Fucking, I don't actually even have to listen to this album because I've heard all the bits innumerable amount of times because <laughs> you know i've watched his stuff since before he started doing the 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 blue collar tour and stuff like wow. that yeah and uh like you know how they used to do those those trucker tapes that truck yep. stops that had like that's that's basically where i first heard him was when he was running around with bill ingvall and jeff foxworthy before the blue collar stuff when they were taking him around opening up for him and stuff uh, I I mean I've always enjoyed his stuff, and I also like the fact that he you know cleaned up, quit drinking, and you know his stuff's gotten better. Like surprise, uh, surprise, right? When did he quit drinking? Because I saw him in 2019 drinking whiskey, unless it was colored water. Uh, well, that was five know, years bro. ago. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. This is the world that I live in, Tadia. Like I need a support fucking group. This guy needs a goddamn role model. I'm literally starting a sign-up sheet at fucking change.org for people to fucking petition him to start fucking <laughs> getting an active role model. We need all the signatures we can get. But for real, though, like, yes, no, he quit drinking within the past, like, year or two. I mean, it, like... Oh, it, I've heard that. I've, I've, I've you you kind of got to keep up on people because, like, you know, life keeps on slipping into the future, like Peter Frampton said. And then, you know people change things happen and then they're like oh shit i'm coming up into my 70s and 80s i better probably quit all my dumb ass shit like drinking all the tequila that i make yeah well i mean if i made tequila i'm pretty sure i'll be drinking it all the time too but it's, dude, but, it's uh, good tequila it's amazing I'm sure. tequila i'm sure i'm sure but well for mr ron white i didn't pull a jeremy and uh take the whole album but I did take 11 of them. Sorry, Chancy. And, but there'll be a fast one because it's not song. So it's not, it's not going to be different. I like them all because they're fucking funny. Bottom line. <laughs> but my, 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 my first honorable mention, number 11 technically, is Plane Crash because that is always me. That bit is always me left my ass off about flying a cheap. Because back in the day, I flew a couple of cheap ass plane rides that I probably wasn't even safe to get on those planes. So fuck. I know what that's like. Number 10 was Outlaw Video Games, because that was a big debate back in the early 2000s, and I remember when Grand Theft Auto first got big, all that shit, and it's just funny, like, the, the, the fucking shit he has to say about it, it always stood up for video games, so, made it great, but, number 9 was Sunglasses, because I love that, that pretty much how he opens the whole thing, and the fact that a pair of sunglasses can cost $400 is freaking ridiculous, so, yeah. I, I like realistic comedy, and that's realistic, Number eight was 10 Days in Los Angeles, because it's funny. I really, it's the reason it's low is because it's not the greatest, but. Number seven was Married a Wealthy Woman, because that, whenever he talked about his ex, his now ex-wife, uh, in, in the sets back then, it was always fucking hilarious. I love how he uses, like, his goat voice when he's talking about, like, how loaded she is and how loaded her parents are, but always made me laugh. Number, and my last time I'll mention number six was Osama Bin Laden, because I love the, I love the whole, you're going to meet Thunder Dick. You're going to lick Thunder Dick's ass. And you better, and you better hurry up because you ain't about to run out of jelly. <laughs> like the whole shit, the whole stick is fucking hilarious. 
The whole sticker's hilarious. Top five, though. The top five are the fucking legendary ones. Number five was cheating in Columbus, because there are so many good points in that fucking bet. I'm a pretty good dog, but if you don't pet me once in a while, it's hard to keep me under the porch, which is the truest fucking line in the world. It's the hardest fucking line. It's, it's the truest fucking line in the world. You gotta you got pay attention to your dog. Your dog's gonna wander off and go look for food somewhere else. So, yeah. Pu- puppy gotta eat. But, number four is car salesman, because, I mean, my dad was a car salesman, and he's the one who introduced me to Ron White, so he used to die laughing at that track, because it's so true. It's so fucking true. But, and number three was Cincinnati Chili bit because I I love his accent he does from the guy from Cincinnati. It's freaking perfect. <laughs> and and when the guy says that Cincinnati is the best chili in the world, like and, he, and the whole when Ron White's like, did you let the Mexicans know you're having a competition? Because I'm pretty sure they'd be pretty interested in that. <laughs> but and number two was Cousin Ray because. I like Ron White. Hate getting up early. Hate being outside in the cold air. And I see no point in hunt. I see no point in hunting and freezing my ass off just to go hunting. So I love that bit. And the whole part about had deer pissing my shoe on my boots. Don't quite know why. Like that whole bit always had me fucking dying laughing when that bit came up. But and then number one on this album can be nothing else. There's nothing else it could be because it's Ron White's greatest bit to this day still. And it's quoted more times than I can count in the last 20 years since this album came out. They call me Tater Salad because that is the funniest fucking bar fight joke in the world. And had a son. Called him Tater Tot. Like that that shit would literally have me like that shit would literally have me in the car listening to see like almost falling out the window laughing like it's so fucking hilarious. But and I haven't listened to this album in full in probably a good 15 years. I've heard bits and pieces, but I've heard the full thing in 15 years and it brought me back so many good memories of dying my ass off since a teenager dying laughing to this shit. So, Ron White, if you ever want to come on the show, if you ever hear this somehow, because I will tag you when it releases, if you ever want to come on the show, I would be honored and blessed, sir. I wouldn't even consider paying you if I had to, if I had to, if I had to. I don't want to, but if I have to. Just do it for your fans. Do it for your fans. But, Sadia, what are your some, some of your favorite bits off Drunk in Public? Wow, I'd have to agree with... With your assessment, Hello. Um, I can't really, I can't really improve on your list, honestly. <laughs> now, well, it, is mostly, thing, it is mostly, it is mostly album, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about Cincinnati is we eat more chili per capita than anybody in the world. And so, you know, Mexicans make chili. Yeah, that's great. But they're not eating it as often as we do. I so don't know Cincinnati about that. a little weird. Uh, we eat more chili per capita than anybody else in, in the in the country, for sure, possibly in the world. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's Ohio. It's cold a lot, so maybe, maybe I can see it. I can see it. And I, I mean, Ohio almost Ohio almost fucking stinks then. But yeah, okay, I'm down for it. <laughs> it, must, it, <laughs> think... it must it must it must really stink at a full time level for that to be happening every day, all day. But your body adapts. The... I'll put it that way. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh don't tell my wife that, please, because I, I don't want her to. Try to make that happen, <laughs> but uh, chance a lot. I know you got top five for this album. I'm dying to hear them because I know we have different senses of humor. So uh, number five for me was uh, Cousin Ray. Uh, number <laughs> number number four was Osama bin Laden. Uh, number three for me was actually number three was Tater Salad. 
fucking I didn't want to take that into the top two because it's the cliche pick, you know. I, f- I figured Jeremy would go for the lowest hanging fruit possible, and yet again, my friend, you did not disappoint. Well, I did pick and, you as a co-host. Uh, well, you know, that's that's probably the highest you've reached to ever try and get something ever. But... Uh, lowest, actually, lowest, actually. It was kind of riding on the ground, and I kind of picked it up. But Yeah, yeah. And then uh, number two is uh, truth and advertising. I, nobody I brought that one. Nobody That's fucking brought that one. Nobody brought that one up. There. That'll shut her up. Fucking. <laughs> That's fucking iconic right there. And for me, number one, my favorite bit on that whole list was always plane crash. Because, like. That's the kind of sense of humor that I have. We'd be going down on a plane or whatever, and that guy next to me would be like, huh, huh, huh? Do you think we're going to be able to make it back to the airport? The airport? And I'd be like, honestly, we're probably going to make it to about the scene of the crash. And I'll bet, I'll, bet, I'll bet we beat the EMTs there by about at least 15 minutes. I mean, that's my style right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean... I, I do appreciate his morbid humor a lot. I mean, I when, I when I saw him live, he was doing this whole bit that's in the Netflix special too, where about him eating uh, baby duck pussy in Thailand, and it's yeah, literally, yeah. He literally says he literally says in Thailand, I'm pretty sure everything's legal, but um, he I'm pretty sure he says baby duck pussy about like. 50 times within like five minutes and it's like like by the point he finishes it you're just like i don't think i ever want to hear the term baby duck pussy for like a year <laughs> but, <laughs> like it's just it's it's wrong way he outdoes everything until it gets to the point where you don't want to hear it anymore but it's just yeah it's just it's just style it was fucking hilarious so the first time i heard i literally couldn't stop laughing i couldn't stop laughing every time he said it because those three words i never imagined i'd put together in a sentence right but I never, I, n- I never imagined it, but <laughs> well, that means it's time to go on to the final comedy album we brought today, and I'm kind of excited to talk about this one as well because I never heard of this one before it was brought. But Chancy, <laughs> what comedy album did you want to bring, good sir? So honestly, I was kind of torn. It was a three-way tear because this guy's got two albums. So those were the two albums that I was having trouble choosing from. And I also wanted to bring Stephen Lynch because in all reality, dude, like Stephen Lynch, if we're going to go with like musical base comedy, dude, that guy definitely is one of the goats fucking uh, the guy used to be a teacher, got kicked out of got kicked out of teaching for using his guitar to teach lessons and shit. He makes a whole bit about it and he's all like, he comes up with these songs to teach these lessons and fucking always ends it up with write it down motherfuckers fucking. (laughs) Well, that's probably what got him kicked out. The the motherfuckers, not so much the guitar part. (laughs) Right. No, no, that he came up with that after he got fired, but like he used to use guitar to teach the lessons Awesome. And then when they and then when they fired him, he took that element and made a bit out of it. And, you know, he was like and the bit itself was like, no, you guys go ahead. Give me give me a topic and I can make it work. And he used the same beat on the guitar. And it would always be like, you know, Gandhi, there was a man named Mahat Gandhi. You know, he wanted to get the Indians free and he got shot down in a killing spree. Run it down, motherfuckers. Fucking. <laughs> But I well, figured I was I was gonna stick with 
MC Paul Barman, the guy who had the two albums, because he essentially like it's not necessarily like he's running for comedy. Like he's doing it because he likes rap. He doesn't see anything good at the time that they were released on the radio or TV and whatnot. And he has a disdain for MTV, unlike any person I've ever, ever encountered in my life. So I chose It's Very Stimulating. I am a pretty little Dutch girl, as pretty as pretty can be. And all the boys around my block are crazy over me. I was walking on the street looking at boobs, asses, faces. Went in the Salvation Army for some used glasses cases next to the doorway. The cashier in Kashmir held up an old map of Norway She flipped it over and the message read, you're gay I looked at her anxiously, two lip rings looked like thanks to me I said, I hope my sperm will get under your thermal underwear Because you're cuter than normal She said, go get a haircut So I showed her my bare butt Pulled down my car hearts, put my moon in her star charts And to make stupid stupider, I slapped a ring on my ass Said, now my moon's Jupiter Fucking asshole She has a boyfriend, fatty He comes from Cincinnati with 48 toes and a pickle on his nose And this is the way the story goes Clickety-clack, who's at the rack with the jackets? It's Black Italiano looking black cause he's backlit Hey, what's up with these fucking Chinese looking street gang jackets? We started to slow dance, I said no chance for romance If I have to wear condoms cause they feel like snow pants But I couldn't stay calm because she revealed a bra Made of two yarmulkes, I said you're hella great, let's celebrate We took the freight elevate, earth to continue our back and forth shagging sports In the room with the Davenports where men become cuckles She chuckled, I felt her knuckle bump my belt buckle One day when she was walking, she heard her boyfriend talking To a little girl with a strawberry curl and this is what he said to my pissed off Jombrowski turned three colors like Christoph Koslowski. It said a hand job's a man's job, yo job's a blow job. That porn snob, that corn cob with a doorknob is a born slob, but not blameless. Every penis wants to be famous. It's a good way to stay misogynistic and aimless. She said, I'm glad you explained that. My name is Jane Pratt. Before you jerk off on my head, please pass me that rain hat. So I did, you know? What can I say? I'm a lonely male who will settle for any phony in a ponytail. Come on. Bring a woman over here so I can show a real Italian man I got the best of both fucking worlds here Fucking black man's dick and an Italian man's brain <laughs> Fucking assholes he has, an, he has another song I wish that I wish my two favorite songs of his were on the one album So I could fucking put them both together Because the other one kind of fits in with, uh, with, with your album With your album, Stadia because his, his song, the song that's not on this list is called Cock Bobster. <laughs> but the album I chose was It's Very Stimulating. And it's basically just like a whole litany of just crazy nonsense that almost doesn't make any sense. But if you listen to his other stuff, they all kind of run in a row, but on different albums. So it's like this progresses into this album and this progresses into this other piece. And it fucking, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, Sadia, what do you have? You heard of MC Paul Barman, and what do you think of him? I don't believe I've heard of him, but I will look him up as soon as we end this call. Hmm. All right. Well, I personally have never heard of him before this either, but i <laughs> I listened to the I listened to this album after after listening to Sadia's. I listened to his album and. 
I got. I mean, I wasn't expecting two musical comedy albums in one episode, but I was not disappointed in any way because it was fucking hilarious. I mean, he's he's not. I don't think I don't think everything he puts out is freaking good, but he definitely had moments in there. Like I got I got lines from some of these I fucking loved. So it's freaking. It was good. It was good. He's 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 hilarious and he has the same disdain for MTV I do. So fuck yeah. Because I hate MTV past uh, 2000. So fuck yeah. But, Chancy, what are your top five for your album? Well, this one also has six uh, tracks on the album, so I just went with the whole thing. Me too. Oh, so, I, did, no, I didn't. I didn't, because I don't count the production. Yeah, actually, that was my, my honorable mention was the introduction. So, uh, number five for me is I'm freaking awesome. Uh, number four was senioritis. Uh, number three was Joy to the World, or Joy of Our World, I'm sorry. Uh, number two is MTV Get Off the Air Part 2. And uh, number one is Salvation Bar Me, which is the reason I brought it on there in the first place. Because I love how it all plays out. Like, the very beginning of the song, it's got this, like, stereotypical, it's like, I am a pretty little touch girl, as pretty as pretty can be. And all the boys around my block are crazy over me. And then all of a sudden it goes into this rap. And he's like, I was walking down the street looking at boobs, asses, faces. Went into the Salvation Army for some used glasses cases. Next to the doorway. The cashier in Cashmere, how the banal map in Norway. She flipped it over and the message read, you're gay. Fucking it breaks down about your, your two lip links look like fangs to me. I said, I hope my sperm will get under your thermal underwear because you're cuter than normal. It, like, he breaks down this whole fucking thing. And then fucking... It's just, when you take that song and Cock Mobster, those two songs literally could make up his entire uh, entire catalog and make it worthwhile. What the heck are I you guys making my boyfriend talk about? Cock. Cock. Cock hello. Mobsters. That's my girlfriend, Casey. Casey says I hello. Definitely interesting hearing on the other side of the room. Yeah, like she only. Yeah, she literally just hears me talking. She's like, "What I the fuck is over too?" And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, they knew what they were walking into." <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, bye, have a good, good, show. good thing she missed my intro, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure she'll hear it eventually, and I'm probably gonna get shit for it. But whatever, I don't care. And well, Chancy. Our top five were kind of similar in a way, but not exactly. How fucking dissimilar could they be? It's six fucking tracks, man. <laughs> Shit. Well, I guess you could say I guess you could say the induction was my honorable mention too, since I didn't put it on the list even. But it was the induction was pretty funny. Way to open CD. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, but number five was MTV Get Off the Air Part Two because wow, I'll be, because I'll still be rhyming when I'm in your hymen. Had me dying laughing. But and. I, I literally I, I laughed so fucking loud to that fucking part. But number four, senior is because it was okay. I didn't think it was amazing. Number three was I'm freaking awesome because that was pretty funny. And n- number two was the joy of your world because the fucking <laughs> the fucking guy standing the girl being like my pussy is crying like that shit is hilarious. That's that's hilarious. That was hilarious. And yes, number one was Salvation Bar Me because my new motto is a hand job is a man's job and a blow job is your job. That's my new motto in the world. 
And I love you for introducing me to that chance. Yeah, I do. I really love you for introducing me to that. I, I'm telling you, you got to listen. You got to check out Cock Mobster because it's literally him breaking down all these famous people. Like, you know, fucking, I want to see the pubist of Mila Kunis. Fucking, I want to Disa Robe, Lisa Loeb. I would jizz early inside Liz Hurley. Fucking Cindy Crawford offered. Like, all these are all out of order and shit, but it's so fucking amazing. Like, hey, baby. You know who I am? Cock Mobster. <laughs> like Rock Lobster from the B-52s. That's it's a I cornucopia, yeah. a pornutopia, <laughs> a warm fallopia. My dandy <laughs> voice would make any Andy's choice granny panties moist. And Chanchi's going to be on a missing, a missing poster later, I'm pretty sure. But... No, but dude, yeah. I'll, I'll, it, I'll be on Snapped. It'll be all right. I'll, you'll see me on TV and shit. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, look, look out for Chanty there, folks. If you can't find him, can't find his Facebook. That's where you can find him. But, uh, but overall, three good comedy albums. Three great comedy albums, really. I laughed so hard yesterday; it made my Friday afternoon at work go so much faster. So I appreciated the shit out of it, and I enjoyed it. Sadia, I hope you had a good time. Oh, I had a great time. It was well worth the wait. Uh, I just want to do a few shameless self-promotions. I'm at Jimmy Kimmel. This is absolutely, yeah. This is, wait, um, what? Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, I was there in November, and I'll be there again uh, the Saturday of Super Bowl weekend. I think it's the 10th of February. And that's I just cool. booked a corporate gig for Starbucks. They want clean comedy, so that's going to be an <laughs> Good luck with well, that. <laughs> I have some yeah, I mean, I'll find it. I mean, ma- ma- make sure you make a joke about how the CEO has you dripping like a latte, but <laughs> or make or make some type of word play on words and call it Starcucks. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I was gonna go more Rock. with the cold brew kind of a thing, you know. What like call the hoser? Oh, a strange brew, not cold brew. I was like, what are you gonna take off you hoser? <laughs> but yeah, please, Sadia. This was a lot of fun. Them, yes, sir. Tell them where they can find all your all your albums, all your all your work. Tell people where they can find you. <laughs> sure. So on Spotify, it's Sadia Music, and the album cover has cartoon pictures of dicks. The Chinese dick has blue balls because fuck China. The American dick is apparently perfect, and then the gay dick is curvy, so it's pretty hard to miss. And then on Insta, which is where I post a ton of my comedy, it's my first and last name, all one word, Sadia Carone. It should also pop up under Sadia Music, and it's me in front of a microphone doing something like this. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well... Sir Chancellor, where can they find your joyful self? Uh, I mean, you know, the void where all <laughs> hope is lost. Um, you know, uh, the I'm, I've I've reopened the uh, the world's most uneventful scavenger hunt because somebody found me, so I got to bring a new ep- I got to bring an album on Tuesday. So this is my actual first name on Facebook. If you could find me, if it has been played before, you have the opportunity to recommend an album that I have to bring to the show itself. Um, on TikTok and Instagram, it is uh, the Red Eye Roundtable. On uh, 
X, it's uh, Red Eye Table. And then, you know, Maniacal Music Musings on the YouTubes. And then, you know, here, wherever we are now, and all the places, Spotify. That's another one. See, see. And yes, you can find Chansey in all those places, folks. But you, if you want to find both of us, because you know you want to find the better looking one, that's me. Uh, you can find both. You can find both of us on Facebook as Uncensored, Untamed, and Unapologetic Podcast Collective Facebook Group. You can find us on XX Baby in the Gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast, and you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings, or you can see us streaming live every Tuesday night on Parapost Network, a great place for all vodcasts and podcasts. And of course, you could find me personally in about ten in about five minutes on Bracket Bastards, and you can find me tomorrow night live on the Asylum with Harley and Lisa, and now Jeremy. Name change coming soon. And yes, demon, demon and wizards do rule, Nancy. Thank you, demon and wizards do rule. But we will be back on Tuesday with our regularly scheduled episode, of course, and we'll be back on Saturday night, I believe, maybe not, but somewhere sometime around there, we'll be back with uh, Rolling Stone bracket part five. The chaos continues even more, and this one's gonna be a fuckery. So come enjoy the what most likely be a three and a half hour long bracket, but. Till next time, we want to thank Sadia for coming on because it's been a blast doing an episode with her. And users are out. Have have a good snowy Saturday, everybody. Well, at least it's snowing here. Goodness gracious. I was having an argument with, about uh, Bin Laden with somebody the other day. And uh, the argument came up because the country said that if they caught him, they wouldn't extradite him to a state in the United States that had the death penalty. And I'm like, I don't care. And uh, my buddy's all uh, bent out of shape about it. I'll blow the towel off his head. <laughs> Because that's who I hang out with. <laughs> and it bent him out of shape that I wasn't upset about it. He goes, how come you ain't upset? I know you're pro-death penalty. How come I don't make you mad? You know, I'll tell you why it doesn't make me mad. Because spiritually, Osama bin Laden is prepared to die for Islam. But I guarantee you spiritually, Osama bin Laden is ill-prepared to lick jelly out of Thunder Dick's butt crack. <laughs> Hey, hey, Grape Jelly, shut up and lick my butt. <laughs> and you got to do a good job, too, because you're in this till Thunder Dick comes. It ain't just a nan-nan, there I did it. <laughs> no, you got to try. You got to tickle the inside of Thunder Dick's thigh. You got to fondle Thunder Dick's nutsack a little bit. Because if you don't make him come pretty quick, you're going to run out of jelly. Comedy's not always pretty, folks. Remember, <laughs> once in a while, somebody will get tongue-fucked in the ass right in the middle of a humorous situation. 